Hey everyone, my name is Yaro, and you're listening to the Daydream Rose podcast. Welcome back. It is February 14th, so Valentine's Day, and I have complicated feelings about that, of course. But I just kind of couldn't help recording something about self-love and acceptance, and bathing yourself in softness. I think I haven't written or talked about self-care and self-love for a while. In the beginning of this blog and podcast, that was much more a focus of my work and attention. And I think that over time, um, I don't want to say that I got bored, but I think I got more focused on other things. And I had mixed feelings about what self-care is becoming as an industry. And I wasn't sure how I wanted to position myself within that. And... And of course, life happened, you know, like more specific practices really um, kind of helped me a lot. And I was more excited to talk about them than about self-care more broadly. Um, Healing modalities like breathwork and herbalism and embodied movement and self-massage and that kind of stuff. And I think, of course, self-love and acceptance and self-care is still kind of the thing in a way that ties all of them together um but but yeah huh that was a little rumble anyway so i'm talking about that today it'll be a short and sweet solo episode and before i start i want to tell you a little bit more about shifts um i'm offering tarot readings again tarot rituals that include plan friend recommendations journaling prompts and a ritual idea you can find out more on my website at yaromagdalena.com and my patreon has changed a little bit you get access to all my zines now i'm sending out two new ones next week one is called um, bathing yourself in softness and the other one is called becoming a country queer number two um i published the first one last year which was about moving to scotland and I've lived here for seven months now and I've survived my first winter so I've been writing about that and about the puppy and finding a home and how that's all been and then the bathing yourself in softness one is what I'm going to read to you in this episode towards the end so if you want to have that as a digital copy become a patron um, I'm also offering more live classes in the next two months, especially about writing and scene making. And the Embodied Magic program is changing or kind of re-emerging. So Embodied Magic is a program I ran for two years in 2018 and 19. And I began this because I was sexually assaulted in my home and I really needed practices that helped me very gently and safely come back to my body and explore embodiment. And I wanted to share that with a community of like-minded people. And so I ran that class live. I released new content every month and we had live calls and it was beautiful. But after two years, it kind of felt like it, it came, like the cycle just came to an end and I didn't feel like creating new content anymore. And I wanted to offer different kinds of live classes. So Embodied Magic in that form has come to an end. And I put 13 of the most popular modules into an archive. And now I've been rethinking that a little bit. And I want to restructure that, make it more accessible. And then also create an email series that's kind of going to encourage you and lead you through the experience. Which I think will be a really beautiful self-study experience over 13 moons. So... 
yeah, um, you can work with that in your own time. And if you become a patron at any level, starting at $3, you'll get access to that year-long program, the email sequence, the archive, with things like playlists and tarot spread and self-massage practices. There's lots of audio recordings from me with journaling prompts and movement uh, and herbal recipes and ritual ideas and all kinds of cool stuff. So check that out. But now I want to talk more about self-love and acceptance and bathing yourself in softness. So yeah, I mean, it's the night before now. Tomorrow I will sleep in as much as my puppy will let me. And then I'm gonna go on a hike and I'll do some reading and then I'm gonna meet some friends to create some herbal stuff. We'll make some potions and some spell candles, which I'm really excited about. And we'll just have a nice time and catch up. And I think the thing is, like, I think everything is fine with Valentine's Day. It's really fine to be angry about it and reject it and understand it as just like a symptom of capitalism and bullshit. And it's also okay to celebrate it because so many people are and we have to kind of in a way also be real about the fact that we're swimming in this collective energy and I think it's you know it's valid to want to participate in some way and it's also totally fine to completely ignore it so I think there's a whole spectrum here that's totally fine <laughs> and I think Valentine's Day in itself is also not the root of the problem it's just a symptom and we get to engage with that in whatever way feels best. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about self-care practices and when I started making notes for this episode that I'm looking at in front of me right now I was thinking about whether there was something specifically I want to share or if I wanted to reflect more broadly on whether those things actually work and the cool thing was like yeah they really do work I really think that while in some ways I feel a bit cynical about self-care as a hashtag about this industry and about how um, commercialized it has become I do also feel that doing things like massaging my own feet making my own herbal potions doing rituals with mirrors um, journaling all the time doing tarot spreads for myself have really over the years changed the way that I relate to myself um, and the way that I hold my own boundaries and my own space and the way that I enjoy my own company. I think that's probably like a really big piece of it. So that's my core message for this episode is whatever feels good for you is probably really going to work in the long term. And so it's worth exploring how these different things actually feel and how you might want to integrate them into your life. And if you just want to try one thing this weekend, I would say go ahead and get a nice oil and massage a part of yourself that wants to be massaged. I think touch is really important and there's something beautiful happening for our nervous systems if we get to experience touch in a safe way. And I think if we allow ourselves space to listen to our bodies, then it's pretty self-safe, pretty safe to touch ourselves. Um, and so that's exciting and cool. But other than that, practices that I've been really loving the past year are writing, um, especially writing zines. I'm giving myself these like smaller containers to express myself and tell stories and share them with other people, but also journaling just for myself, doing morning pages, um, ideally every morning with the new puppy that hasn't always worked, but I really like it when it does work. It really helps me a lot. 
And I really love rituals and I really love micro rituals and giving myself permission to not doing something perfect or doing something on every full moon or only on the full moon or only on the new moon and overthinking this whole thing is too much, you know, <laughs> who has time for this? I just do what is right in front of me, what's available and I'm training my heart and my mind to be more open to that kind of enchantment of just being like, wow, the moon over the beach tonight is incredible. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to whisper something into the wind or I'm going to throw a rock into the sea, or I'm going to write a letter to my future self, or <laughs> I'm just going to put my feet on the ground and the earth, and I'm going to breathe, and I'm going to look what plants are around me, and I'm going to make that feel good and make that be enough. Um, and yeah, that brings me to my next things, like plant magic has has been for many years and will always be really important to me. I really like forming relationships with a few plants at a time yesterday I, a little rosemary bush came into my world into my life it's on my windowsill now and i feel really lucky and i really want to learn how to take care of it in the best possible way because that's not necessarily something i'm very good at but i'm excited nevertheless um and yeah just making my own potions i think there's so many herbalists out there that I really love and I really love treating myself to their creations sometimes. But I also really love the slow process of making something myself, like an oil infusion, for example. So I have many more episodes where I'm giving you ideas for that. I think there's one that's called Introduction to Herbalism that you can check out. But basically, just taking a base carrier oil and infusing that with say rose or lavender or chamomile for a whole moon cycle and then setting an intention writing that intention on the jar really kind of like making that long-term commitment to my own well-being that feels really good and then I think another thing or like another angle that feels important is to find a way of documenting life documenting life and, and progress as well so I keep all my old journals and I sometimes like once or twice a year like going through them and really allowing myself to see that things have become easier and have changed in some way because it can feel really easy to feel always behind and never good enough and kind of stuck in in the same shit which is also valid to feel but you know this practice of documenting life in some way be that visually or in writing or with audio recordings, whatever works, feels really helpful. And then I really like being around soft people. So in this zine that I'm going to share, one of the questions, the journaling prompts in the end that I'm sharing is um, what kind of ideas, people, communities, places make me feel good about myself and what place do they have in my life? And I think that's something really cool and important to think about because yeah, it really matters and it's nice to shift our focus and intention towards people that make us feel good and to rethink our relationships with people and places and ideas that don't feel good. I think that doesn't have to be selfish at all. I think that can be uh, self-preserving and really empowering and cool. If you hear these weird sounds in the background, that's my puppy who's found something weird to chew on, but I think it's safe, so that's good. Another thing that's really present on my mind at the moment when I'm thinking about self-love and acceptance is deconstructing the binary between self and community care. 
And I think obviously that's really political as is any kind of self-care. Um, but I think that's like a key aspect that we're really just beginning to think about where we are realizing that self-care can become a little bit detached from um, politics, from the realness. We can forget about our privileges. We can spread shame if we're not intentional. And obviously none of us want to do that, but it can happen sometimes. And we need to be careful with that. And we need to see that community care is just as important and also that self and community care and opposites they're not a binary it's not just one or the other the way we take care of ourselves affects our communities the way that we care for our communities affects ourselves you know it's really deeply interconnected and and that is something that I, I think is quite hard to understand under capitalism and quite un hard to unlearn the conditioning that allows us to not see that if that makes sense yeah I think it's cool to work with what's available, just looking around ourselves and reaching for the things that makes us feel more self-loving and self-caring. And of course, unshaming is really important to me as well. And I don't have anything important or good to say on what that means right now, but I just want to name like unshaming is really important and we should help each other do that. I'm also seeing patterns more doing this work and that's important to me. So... For example, um, as I've mentioned, I was sexually assaulted in my home two years ago and that was big, that was really big for me. It brought up a lot of old stuff. It really brought a lot of shame and anxiety into my life. And then two weeks ago, my older dog was attacked by another neighbor's dog in my own home. And it was yet another violation of home and it brought back memories from my childhood where riot police would raid my home. And I was seeing these patterns and really intentionally, you know, don't want to get into the space of feeling like, oh, I have attracted this or maybe this is like my destiny for this to happen. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying that I'm noticing a pattern of violation that I've experienced and um, really just making it a priority to make myself feel really good at home and feel really safe here. So we moved houses now and this new place is just beautiful. It's the most beautiful place I've ever lived in. And I'm really proud that I set a boundary when this happened and said, I deserve better. We deserve better as a pack. I'm not going to stay around in a place where abuse and violations happen and I will leave. And I think that that's really kind of broken the spell for me. And um, and it has brought more into focus this idea of bathing myself in softness, me and my dogs, creating this space for us to feel really at home and grounded and, and peaceful. And so that's what I wrote the scene about. It's called Bathing in Softness, and I'm going to read it to you now. It's Valentine's Day tomorrow, and I'm wondering if the world even needs another zine about self-care and love. What was once a radical idea has been appropriated and become a hashtag, a very profitable industry and a concept that sometimes seems both hip and untouchable. But it also feels like we're just beginning to break the spell that keeps us small by rewarding us for self-abandonment and the neglect of human needs. All around me, people still hate themselves for not being productive enough and feel shame for needing a timeout, an adjustment or just some resources to recover from painful stuff we have normalized. This is intentional, of course, and it's hard to unlearn. 
this scene isn't an intellectual exploration of self-love or self-acceptance. It's just a collection of things I love doing, tiny spells if you will, as well as some journaling prompts. They are important to me and I've reclaimed space for them over many years. I feel self-conscious about sharing them and generally about being public around personal practices, but there's also so much love for being in community and dialogue with like-minded people about things that work and matter. Like so many of us, I've survived all kinds of hardship and I've become really good at being soft with myself in the process. Some of the things have helped me are, of course, common sense, but I truly believe that in the culture we're living in, they are worth repeating relentlessly. I think it's okay to need reminders about drinking enough water and to enjoy looking at pretty pictures as a break from the widely anxiety-inducing news cycle. We just have to be aware that our privilege we have just have to be aware of our privileges and try our very best not to spread more shame in the process. I also think that there's a really I also think that there's a really there's really no binary between self and community care and that there's so much still to learn about creating deeply interconnected webs of embodied solidarity with ourselves and each other. May the journey be wild and beautiful. I hope that you will find some interesting or useful ideas for things to do when you feel bad about yourself in the scene and that you can manage to create little pockets in your life that feel truly like you're bathing yourself in softness, whatever that means to you. And love and solidarity, Yarrow. So that was the introduction. And now um, there are pages that each have an image on them from my life. And then they have this little footnote, if you will, about something that I really love doing for myself. Creating a space to sleep in that truly feels like a soft, sensual, and fully color-coordinated cave. Working with what I have, honoring my white love for good textures and calming shapes. No patterns, no polyester fabrics. Preparing my breakfast in the evening because I know I can't really think or execute complexity well before 10am, but I will definitely be hungry. Putting my supplements on the tiny little pottery dish with my name on it that I made for myself as a tiny altar. Tidying stuff away before I go to bed because I know I love waking up to an uncluttered space. Valuing my need for structure and order and not letting anyone meddle with it. Fairy lights, candles, flowers, essences and aromatherapy every day. Setting my space up as if I was on a date even if it's just me. Treating my time, the time that I spent with myself like something very precious. Seeking sensory pleasure like it's my job running my fingers over untreated pine wood and dusty pink linen, letting the sweet potatoes cook for so long that they melt in my mouth. Closing the door, washing the day off and letting tension disappear down the drain, rubbing homemade herbal balm all over my body, then getting into fresh sheets. Cancelling that, that thing that feels... Ernie, I'm breathing something that's naughty. Come here. I'm sorry about that. Um, cancelling that thing that feels too much again, offering other things that feel easier to do, being honest and present and showing that I do care. Rethinking and unlearning relationship templates, reaching for what feels good, being open but also letting myself be enough. Creating a library of delights, knowing I'll never run out of stories on my bookshelf. The soft sound of pages turning and indulging in the quiet, the thick walls of my new home are gifting me. Turning over one more time in the morning, rubbing both my dog's bellies for as long as they want me to before we get up. Rose and hawthorn tincture in my tea every day, really every day. 
infusing my body of water with ancient, ancient creatures who know more about healing than I ever will. Deleting apps from my phone, turning notifications off. Stretching and moving out of love for what, is it, what my body can do. Dancing spontaneously, eating intuitively. Making time for grief, not shaming myself for crying, letting go. Creating something with my hands every week, letting yarns run through my fingers, blending tea, weaving stories. Drawing cards for myself and writing my thoughts down because I'm learning to value my lived experience. And then some journaling prompts. What am I walking away from because it keeps me small and contained, unable to be my thorough self? Which plans, people, environments, ideas or stories make me feel good about myself? What place should they have in my life? What am I really truly proud of? What am I not allowing myself to desire yet? So that's the end. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you'll have a beautiful day, whether you hate Valentine's or ignore it or whether you're celebrating it. I hope that you're feeling like you're bathing yourself in softness too. And I'm so grateful you're listening. Thank you.